Hey, Byron. Welcome to the Accounting Salon Conversations podcast. I am so excited to have you here in person. Hey, Amanda. I can't tell you how excited I am to be here. Isn't it crazy? Like, in some ways, it feels like it's been five years, and in some ways, it feels like it's been five minutes since we saw each other. You know, it's true. Leading up, it definitely felt like five years. And then you walk in the door, and you're like, here's my people. Yeah, you just pick up where you left off. Yeah. Thank you for um, for agreeing to spend a little bit of your afternoon. Thanks for asking. Chatting. I went to find you in the exhibit hall um, to do this. <laughs> and I walk up to a conversation you were having with Jake Kimmelman, who is another accounting salon member. And you guys were nerding out on something. I don't know what it was, but it was something techie. Uh, you know, talking about uh, downloading bank statements and bank aggregation and, you know, all this good stuff that just uh, keeps the bookkeeping world going around. Isn't that like the bait of our existence? The, the, the thing that's the hardest, I think, almost for to get tech working right in accounting is freaking banks. I, it's fascinating. It really is the the banks. And, you know, I, I appreciate the challenge that they have in front of them to, you know, secure people's money and make sure that the only people who have access to it are authorized. That being said, they make it hard as hell for anybody who is authorized to so, get access to it. So you are clearly one of the most tech savvy people, even in an accounting salon. So what do you think is the solution? How do we fix this? And is it is it a U.S. problem? Because it, like, it seems like other countries don't maybe have as big a problem as we do. So it actually, it's interesting. Um, the U.S. is a little bit challenged because we have so many financial, financial institutions that do everything differently. That being said, you know, around the globe, there's different challenges that they are running into. So I can tell you this is not exclusive to us, but like all things, we make it bigger. So it's, I don't know what the long-term solution is. I, I mean, perfect world, we have a universal banking system that makes it easy to like actually gain API access to these systems in one uh, swoop. Realistically, I don't know that we will ever accomplish that, but you know, there's plenty of technologies that are in motion. I mean, I, I'm a bot keeper. We're, we're working on this. I mean, you know, we, we definitely have a vested interest in resolving this for ourselves and our clients. So um, it, it's a big challenge. And, you know, one of the things that I'm beginning to think about is how do we how do we actually eliminate the need for bank statements? I mean, it's a little bit of uh, an addiction that I wonder if we really even need it. Well, until the bank feeds are 100% right all the time, we still need the bank statements. That's how we find the problems, right? That's how that's how we we find issues. Yeah, I might be I might be a, an addict a little bit, but yeah, I, it, it's fair. I, I think if we challenge ourselves, I think there's some ways that we can figure out how to crack that nut a little bit different. So we got nerdy too fast, and I didn't even give you a chance to introduce yourself. <laughs> Can you tell the folks that are listening to our little venture, who is Byron Patrick? Oh, my gosh. It's, uh, you don't really want to know. 
Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, so I am the general manager at Botkeeper. Been there about two and a half years, but I'm just generally an accounting industry rat. I've just kind of been around in the industry for uh, more years than I want to count now. I, at one point in time, I was a outsource hosted desktop provider for accounting firms. That's when I met David and he said, I don't want a hosting desktop guy on my panel. And uh, then we met and he was like, oh, all right, he's not too bad. So you saying that you successfully started fights with both of the hosts of Cloud Accounting Podcast. <laughs> Indirectly. Um, <laughs> I love them both. And, you know, I did that for almost 10 years um, and really enjoyed that. And then, you know, just kind of milled around on top of just being involved with, uh, I was uh, previously a chair of the Maryland Association of CPAs so got to hang out with Tom Hood a bunch and you know all these really cool um, you know industry people that have been super involved with AICPA and yeah just a general yeah. industry rat. It's funny I don't know which came first like MACPA being so progressive or Byron Patrick being on MACPA because it does <laughs> of all the state societies I will say it does seem to have the reputation for being the most tech forward the because I mean let's be honest like a lot of them are a lot of societies are super stale. It's it's tough. And, you know, the, the challenge that they have, um, especially the state societies, is they have to um, support their membership. And a lot of the membership is an aging membership. So, you know, they're, they can only get so progressive before their members start going, you're no longer relevant to me. And they want member dues. So it, it's definitely a challenge. But, sure. I mean, certainly that's you know, a declining um, population. population. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about how this affects the industry. I was talking about this with one of the vendors that's here at, at um, Accounting Salon. And it's, I mean, this is like, I don't think we can ignore this for too much longer. Like there is this bubble of retiring accounting firm owners that's plodding away. And so it's yep. interesting. It's a really interesting opportunity for those of us who mm -hmm. are still going to be here for you know, 20, 30, 40 years? Oh, yeah. And like, what can we do? Can we just buy these? Bit? Like, what, what is the right move? Do we buy these firms? Do you want to buy those firms? Well, that's the question, <laughs> right? And we actually have a panel on this. Um, our co-salon member, Kenji, yep. is speaking on their experience in buying a traditional firm. Yeah. Do you, you know, how did that go? And so that's the question is like, what are you buying? Are you buying clients? Are you buying processes? Are you buying technology? And how much are they worth? Right. Are they worth anything? Yeah. All, all great questions. And, you know, in addition to you have an aging population of accountants, you also have an aging population of clients, as well as a lot of young entrepreneurs and businesses that are starting up and where are they going to go? So I, I think, it, you know, we're, we're probably in just that really kind of interesting sandwich time. Like we're Gen X, right? Yeah. Like it, <laughs> we're the best generation, clearly. Um, yeah, and it becomes, to your point, super interesting when you start to think about there's this, okay, there's this bubble of aging accounting firm renters. There's this growing discontent <laughs> amongst those of those folks our age are a little bit younger, yep. you know, 30s, 40, um, who are like, why am I working in this green marble accounting firm? And, you know, am I stuck or what can I do? And then I think COVID like ripped the bandaid off of that where, you know, these traditional firms like, absolutely, you must have this shitty lifestyle because that's what we do. And then COVID happened and people were like, I don't actually have to have a shitty lifestyle. I can work at home. And 
Well, that's it. I mean, the the whole great resignation is real. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to a bunch of firms recently who have said, we've lost a good percentage of our staff because they've been like, yeah, we're kind of enjoying like being here. And guess what? Firms are now hiring from everywhere. Yeah. So thought <clears throat> a year and a half ago that there was no unemployment you know, in the accounting profession, right? Like no unemployment, everybody was fully employed. It was definitely a um, seller's market. That's just been amplified because now that really small labor pool can be picked off from anywhere in the country or the world. Absolutely. Everybody is fishing in the same lake now. So anybody who's out there looking for staff, you better step up your game, yo. (laughs) Start offering some good stuff. No doubt. Make it a good... But, but that's what makes this so much fun. Like, you know, cause we're surrounded by progressive thinking firms that I, I mean, if I was a practicing accountant, I would absolutely be looking to work with. So hey, it's, you know, there's plenty of glimmers of hope. It's just going to be interesting to see, uh, the progression. Yeah. So tell us your, so, I mean, this is right up Botkeeper's Alley, right? Like this is backfilling labor needs capacity capacity right so tell us uh, what you guys have going on over there it looks like you guys are growing like crazy hiring people left and right oh yeah hey it's uh it's exciting it it really is um you know uh i think 70 percent of our new employees have been hired during covid um and you know we're we're growing like crazy we we are surrounding ourselves with a lot of talent we are also growing from a customer base. We um, have more than doubled our accounting firm partners this year, um, this first six months of the year, I should say. So, um, you know, the, the message is getting out there, what we are doing and how we are supporting firms, especially smaller firms. Um, and uh, it, it's just, it's a really exciting time. I joined Botkeeper with the intention of having impact to the industry. And I, I feel like uh, the flywheel is, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's spinning, but we're, we're pushing it pretty damn hard. So it, it's, it's starting to move, which, you know, it's a lot of fun. And these firms, I, I mean, everybody I talk to, they have capacity issues. They, every they, one of them, every single one of them. Hands down. They, there's not a single firm that, you know, doesn't have that challenge. And they're looking for new ways to resolve it. Um, and, you know, some they, there's traditional ways you can go about it, or there's some, you know, more uh, alternative, innovative options yeah. out there. So it, it's a lot of fun. But, I mean, you're you're going through a little bit of uh, change right now yourself. How, how's, how's that yeah. going? I am. So I just started as the chief operating officer of Paget, which is one of the biggest accounting groups in the country, 180 yeah. offices in the U.S. and 70 in Canada. And it's been interesting. Um, it's been, it's just been, a, it's, it's a, I haven't had a W-2 job in like, you know, 17 years or something crazy where I had somebody working for a boss. Um, so that's been fun. But, you know, my boss is Jeff Phillips. So that's kind of kind of cool. That's kind of cool. I, I know, he's, he's great. Um, and, and the whole pageant team has just been phenomenal. I mean, it is really just a franchisees and the corporate office staff are just good, good people. Yeah. And so that's been a lot of, a lot of fun. I'm heading up there in a couple of days for another, um, another week long trip, but it is a little bit of an adjustment, you know? Oh yeah. It's a little bit of an adjustment. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's neat. It's fun. I mean, I, I can appreciate being there. It, it 
took me a little while when I, you know, kind of moved out of front of my own shop and answering my own questions to, uh, you know, uh, working for others and supporting them. But it, it's, it's, it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's, I have, to, I've had to really um, slow my roll a little bit because of what you're just saying. Like I have always made all the decisions in the companies that I have and didn't have to ask anybody and didn't really have to think about yep. anybody. Um, else or the impact to anyone else of these decisions and being here with um, you know with a, with the staff it's like well I maybe I know the right trajectory and I know how we're gonna get there but I need to make sure that the people that are <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know <laughs> locking down in handcuffs on executing these things that they agree and that you know I'm seeing the big picture so that has been interesting because I move fast like I just I sure. make I, I just move fast in all areas of my of my life and so in, it has taken a little bit of self-training to kind of well it, tap the brakes a bit. it's just like when you're hiking the trails if you have people following like and you go too fast then they'll get lost well that's why I don't bring friends along anymore <laughs> <laughs> My friends have been summarily disinvited from hiking because it's hard to stop it. I just, I don't like, what are you stopping for? You you have to stop to drink water? Can't you (laughs) drink water and walk at the same time, guys? Come on. Suck it up. Stop choking. Yeah, stop choking. Come on. (laughs) Ninny, are you? (laughs) Um, So one of my my favorite things um, about you is that you are one of the tech writers for the Journal of Accountancy. Yeah. And so I always, when I get my magazine in the mail, I flip. I'm like, let's see what Byron wrote this month. So how has that been? super cool. It has been awesome. I mean, I, I, you know, our mutual friend, Jeff Drew, um, I've known Jeff for a number of years. And when Carlton was retiring, he reached out. I had written articles in the past and, uh, you know, asked me to do it. And uh, honestly, I, I've never considered myself a writer whatsoever. Um, and it has uh, really been a lot of fun, you know, just really, again, I like having impact. And so trying to figure out topics that are tangible, that people can do something with, um, I, I think at times those types of articles, um, not necessarily with the J of A, but just generally speaking, can be out of reach for people. So to be able to like put together content uh, that I feel is um, actionable to people. And then, you know, to get the feedback, the feedback has been overwhelming, which is, is like crazy cool. I, I kind of joke with everybody, like not bad for a guy who took English 101 twice. <laughs> like uh, it's, uh, you know. Well, I love it. It's fun. It's, I appreciate that. It's, uh, it's, I don't want to say it's the reason I keep my AICP membership, <laughs> but there probably aren't a whole lot more reasons. Jeff, you hear that? Jeff, <laughs> I love Jeff. I wish he was, I wish he could be there here too. this week. He can't. Me um, too. But I do love, I do love, I truly do flip to the tech section every time I get the magazine. And every now and then I'm surprised because I see screenshots of things that look very familiar, like our accounting salon Slack channel. That was a fun surprise. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that'd be fun for the Slack article. I think uh, an article I did recently with OneNote, I also included some of my notes from Salon B. Um, We're in there, but yeah. So, you know, it's fun to throw some friends. We're print famous around here. Right, for sure. I have to tell my mom, like I'm kind of a big deal. No, I, I, I'm completely joking. I have nothing. This is <laughs> this is not about this is not about me. This is uh this is just a su- happy surprise that I still can't believe people keep showing up for this event. 
Um, oh, stop <laughs> that. that uh, come on. I mean, it's, uh, you know, again, you've assembled um, just a lot of just awesome people to be around. And, uh, you know, the opportunity to, to do it in this type of venue and the way that you organize it, it's just like, I, like there was no debate as well, to whether or not I was going to be here. I'm humbled. Thank you. I am. I'm humbled that um, that you guys really do um, show up every year. So speaking of um, humility, every every time we're on a salon happy hour call, you always have to get out early to go shuffle shit. <laughs> so let's talk about your farm life. I don't know if everyone out there knows that not only is Byron Patrick a big deal accounting industry influencer. He's also a farmer. Hey, you know, um, I'm a farmhand. Uh, so my my future wife has owned horses her entire life. Uh, apparently, that takes priority over everything else. So um, either if you want to spend time with your partner who's into horses, you learn to embrace shoveling shit. And um, so yeah, I we have a small property. We have three horses on the property and you know they're they're a lot of work to take care of but um i've learned to shift it from being a chore to a hobby and you know so it's i'm up at the crack of dawn i get a little work in and go out and help her with the horses and then at the end of the day you know help out with the horses and uh i i tell you um i probably didn't uh appreciate it as much as i did this past year uh, you know, just staying active, getting out, having the property and, you know, not feeling contained was awesome. So, yeah. Isn't there something too, that's just so good about like manual labor and physical tiredness. I don't think we do that enough yeah, anymore. It, absolutely. It's therapeutic. I, it really is. It gives you time to think. And, you know, um, I always make the joke, the, um, you know, horse shit on the farm is a lot better than the horse shit in the office. And, uh, it, you know, it, it's, uh, there is. There's definitely something therapeutic. And I, I mean, for anybody who doesn't like spend a lot of time with horses, like they're awesome animals. Like yeah. they, 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 I don't personally ride, um, but they are just, they are big teddy bears. Yeah. Um, so it's cool. That's neat. I always, you know, as a little girl, I grew up in the country, but we didn't have um, big animals. We had chickens and, you know, whatever. So, and, and we had huge gardens, but I'd never really, it was always my dream to have a horse. Like every time I'd sit next to my dad, and every, every little Christmas, girl's dream. yeah, can I have a horse, can I have a horse, can I have a horse? And we never, we never got horses. But there is just something. Uh, there's something about being obligated to an animal in a in a very um, I don't know how to describe it. Like in a in a noble way, right? Like that that they trust you. Like yeah. like these are wild they're animals, right? Um, and yeah. we have to do right by them. And there's just something that like I just. I just got a dog. I think everybody who knows, <laughs> who sees me on social knows I got a dog three years ago impulsively, like most of my relationships. I was like one minute I was fine alone and the next minute I was like, I must have this, <laughs> this relationship right now. <laughs> so, um, so I saw her online. I do not do most of my relationships online, but, um, <laughs> but I did pick her out online and, and I was like, this is the dog for me. And anyway, and, and having her has made me like infinitely more compassionate and patient and kind like it's really made me a better person sure um and think i i think it fosters empathy right like yeah. it, you know because animals can't communicate clearly what their needs are what their wants are i mean they you you learn to understand that but it's only through empathy and understanding that that you can so yeah I, absolutely i i had never really thought about it but um 
yeah, there, there's, there's something to taking care of an animal and, you know, that, yeah. 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 So, um, I'm kind of feeling bad that I've left my dog at home now during bad weather for eight hours. So we should probably go so I can go check on the dog. <laughs> no, he'll be fine. She'll be fine. She's my sweet girl. Okay. Well, Byron, it was so awesome to have you here. I can't wait to have dinner with you tonight. I am so looking and, forward and not to ju- it. Nikki, yep. not just not just Byron with a bunch of other people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not dating. We're not going on a date. It's everybody going to dinner together, but I can't wait to have dinner with you and all of our good um, friends and sponsors who are here for a council on. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. And and I did. I followed instructions. I, I read the email. I, I packed that makes some, one out of some, some fancy swag to, uh, uh, right. you know, not too fancy. But. We'll see you on social media. We'll post it. <laughs> Thank Rock you for on. joining me. Thanks Good for having me. me. You too.